This week's episode of Meet the Brave is sponsored by Casey's Barbecue. Casey's Barbecue of Berkeley, California is proud to announce that they'll be back in full effect. Some of our local listeners know that Casey's was closed down after a kitchen fire destroyed over 75% of its old location. But with the help of the community that it's been serving for over 50 years, they're proud to announce that they'll be back. New location, new address is 1235 San Pablo Avenue in Berkeley, California. That's 1235 San Pablo Avenue in Berkeley, California. I myself used to work there and can honestly say the Davis family, Pat and Kristen, have done so much for me. And I'm grateful and glad to have witnessed such an historic moment. A lot of the community came out to support. Follow them on Instagram at Casey's Barbecue and look out for the announcement for the grand opening. May 1st. But for now, let's get into it. Meet the Brave another week. It is your host, Money Draper. Uh, and we back, man. Uh, thank y'all for the continued support. This week was ill. Um, did some traveling, getting on the road and getting into the swing of all that madness. And got to head out to Denver and spend some time with my family. And then we went out to Dallas and spent some more time with family. It was just beautiful, man. Um, but, you know, I don't know how it works for y'all, but for me, traveling is wild, inspiring, and you get to do a lot of reflecting because there's a ton of downtime in between, you know, rides, uh, plane rides, and Uber rides, and Lyft rides, and all that shit. Um, and did a lot of reflecting on um, access, and being blessed, and being privileged, and all this shit, man, and there's a lot of different things that that loom around that and I just want to start off by acknowledging how grateful I am for my access and my ability to do certain things just for the simple fact of having a having a vision having an idea and having enough support and enough access to be able to see it through that's not something that I can just gloss over and act like isn't a thing so I want to acknowledge that publicly but in this in the same breath make it very clear that I I I intend to to explore that to its fullest and just put everyone on notice that that even gives that cares but just like hey this is what's going to happen just so everyone knows and this show was one of those things and and seeing this to its fullest potential and 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 growing it and I wouldn't be able to do that without just being able to reach out to some of the, these phenomenal guests that I've had. Thank like thank all of y'all for being so great. And all that to say, I'm so grateful to be at this moment now. My conversation with former NFL running back of the Detroit Lions job at best. And he actually ran in the Olympics too. So um, some backstory, Javin and I actually played CYO together, St. John's. Salute our old team. And in thinking about extraordinary stories, extraordinary journeys, it's like, who who better than to talk to someone who who's achieved that amount of success but has also gone through so much in the process, 
it, it just shows you what what perseverance can do, what the love and support of your family can do, um, but also what having a vision for yourself looks like and and trusting your voice and trusting your intuition and trusting your abilities. More, more most importantly, trusting your ability to work extremely hard and um, meet the prayers, meet your prayers 100% of the way, you know, and, and I know some people that, you know, it seems like uh, a contradicting sort of uh, claim, but I'm really, really excited for you guys all hear this conversation with Javit. Um, we're going to do this one a little bit different because it was so long and it was so in depth. Uh, I, I figured let's not let's not release it all at once. So you guys are going to get a two parter. So enjoy this first part. Me sitting down with former NFL running back Javit Best. <laughs> so so you like to... when I first started trying, I was like, man, I can't, I can't, uh, like, I can't, I can't rap or anything yeah. like that because that's not me. So, so right now it's kind of like trying to find my voice mm-hmm. on a record. That's what that's the kind of stage I'm at right now. Damn, that's that's fascinating. What uh, when how how early did you start making beats? Uh, I say the the first time was actually in high school. High school. I was at Salesian yeah. and um. One of my friends, his name is Ivan. He's actually a rapper now. Mm. His rapper name is Mumbles. Uh, I think it was his cousin mm. had a Fruity Loops demo. Damn. And then I used to kick it at his house all the time. He had a basketball hoop that had like enough room to get a full yeah. half court game. <laughs> so we used to go over there all the time. And um, he had that little Fruity Loops sample. We probably had like maybe like 10, maybe 20 sounds. But we just started making beats over and over, Damn. trying to make them different with the with just the little little bit of sounds that we had. <laughs> and I say that's where it really started. And yeah. it was just kind of like I was in high school. I was really focused on sports. Yeah. But when I just had some like free time to just do whatever, I would go over his house and we try to make a beat. See that? But see, that's my that's my thing though with uh with how segregated they try to make music, sports, entertainment overall. It's not it's not that far apart, and it usually no. like niggas like if on the bus you probably end up freestyling somebody in the locker room making yep. a beat. Like it's it all goes together, and so people's like amazement when when an, a current athlete or former athlete starts rapping or vice versa is, is all it all it's I don't know it uh, I'm fascinated by it oftentimes. Yeah, I always feel like most athletes like. In the back of their mind, they want to be rappers, and then most rappers, <laughs> rappers wanna, they want to be, be athletes. athletes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but that's man. I'm. Uh, this is this is kind of dope, and we we said we said it off off air. Oh, I haven't seen you in fucking forever. Forever. Bro. It's been it's been a long it's been ass a time. Long time, bro. We, uh, do you remember anything about St. that St. John John's team, man? <laughs> we was the greatest though. See, and See, uh, I actually get my hair cut by uh, Sam. You, oh damn, he's our, right our down rival. the street too. He's <laughs> right down the street at Benny Adam. That's what's up. Shout out to Sam. I gotta, yeah. I gotta get him on the podcast. Yeah, too. you definitely yeah. gotta get him on. the I know podcast. he done seen, seen and done some shit because he's doing like, 
He's been in. Uh, he's been doing like been a barber for a minute now. For a minute now. Like, yeah. He started that early, didn't he? Yeah, and no. then he also uh, has his insurance license and everything. Wow. Too. So he's doing big shit. Yeah, he's doing. He's he's got his hand in a, do- a lot of different That's things. That's awesome, man. Uh-uh. Every time I get my haircut, we we go straight back to those <laughs> elementary school days. Saint Them battles, John, man. Oh my gosh. He actually has the tapes too. Are those games? Yeah. I, I can't even watch. Those. <laughs> I can't. I was like, man, we got to get the whole crew back together and watch it. Watch that stuff, man. No, that's uh, I, I'm geeked to have you on because I there. I know a little bit, and I know the story from you know how everybody else knows the story from like afar, you know, yeah. and, and you and everyone thinks they kind of know, but I imagine like anything else is way more intricate than that. You nah, know, there's yeah, hell, there's hell of other moving parts that even if you tried your damnedest to imagine, you wouldn't be able yeah. to. So. Let's go back because the, I think we all kind of knew you were a world class athlete like immediately, <laughs> like, immediately, like immediately that shit was clear. Like we were young, and you could just do hella shit that no one else could do. It's like oh yeah, he's great. But you you know it uh, when you when you see it that close, it kind of just it kind of puts you in this space of just like not being that impressed by everything else that of uh, that everyone else That's is doing true. so like you know it's you, you you're fascinated by it. at least at least at least I was I'm like oh yeah that that person's dope but it's like when you when you've had a teammate or like I, I think about you and then and then and Larry my cousin like I don't think I've ever seen yeah. two better athletes Larry. than that you know like that so my so like I'm not impressed by a lot of shit cuz I kind of seen y'all and I was like I don't know who's really better than that you know so how early no, 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 we're not even going to go there. Where, because your parents, or at least your dad. From St. Lucia. St. Lucia, okay, yeah. see, okay. And then what, what about your mom? My mom is American. Okay, where's she from? So, so she was born in California, okay. but she grew up in Tennessee. Wow. Where'd, in Memphis. Where'd they meet at? Uh, when my mom was around high school age, she mm. had moved back to California. Mm. And so my dad's kind of story is uh, my grandpa he moved to uh, California to start a body shop in wow. Oakland. Wow. His best body shop in Oakland. And so when my dad and he's got uh, five brothers, mm-hmm. when they were old enough to, to work, they moved from St. Lucia and worked for my uh, grandpa at the best body shop. And wow. so my my parents were about the same age at that time. Um, and they happened to meet, I don't know if it was in high school mm-hmm. or somewhere, but they met in California. What, uh, what high school, do you know what high school they went to? My mom went to Emory. Okay. And then my dad left after high school, okay. so he w- he was already done. With, gotcha. Uh, school. By the time he got okay, by okay, the time okay. he came to America, and then and then they're they're both at they both are athletes, weren't they? Yeah, my mom ran track. Uh, okay. My mom she she says that I got all my athletic ability from her, <laughs> but uh, my dad was a big soccer player. God, and, oh shit! Um, I mean, wow. Even even when I was young, I I can remember going to uh, his soccer games. Mm-hmm. And he used to play for, I think the team was called Afrikaners. Mm-hmm. It was a, a kind of Caribbean team yeah. based out of the Bay Area. And so, um, I mean, growing up, I used to just see my dad always working out, uh, playing soccer. Uh, it just, I think that's where I kind of got my work work mm-hmm. ethic from. And also, uh, like my dad, he'd leave the house at 5 a.m. To wouldn't come to work. Wow. And wouldn't come home until 7. Damn. So... Uh, knowing that as a young young age, um, I kind of saw that as you you have to work for yeah. to provide for your family. And um, I was fortunate enough; my parents sent me to private school mm. from 
from kindergarten mm. all the way up to mm. high school. Yeah. So uh, I kind of, at a young age, I kind of realized that my parents were making sacrifices, yeah. that my dad was working hard and then my mom was working hard for us, for me and my sister to go mm. to uh, private school. So uh, I guess at a young age, I really kind of felt like I had to take advantage of my opportunities that I was given by my parents. What about like now being, you know, being of age and being able to process a lot more, would you, would you, would you say now thinking about it, like your dad's, your dad's, your dad's dad's sort of immigrant, immigrant spirit, is what fueled that and were you able to identify that early you think i i think i i think i was mm -hmm. i mean in retrospect yeah, at yeah. the time i didn't really understand it but in retrospect i can definitely see how it uh where I, that's where i got my work ethic, gotcha. work ethic from um just just my grandpa being mm -hmm. an immigrant mm -hmm. and coming over here and starting his own body shop yeah that in itself is is a miracle in itself you feel me um and, and siblings how i got one older sister okay four years older and um, just a little side story. Uh, this past summer, I go to St. Lucia probably, uh, probably about once every two years. Oh, that's but this dope. past summer, I was out there for a long time, mm -hmm. and uh, just seeing where my dad actually came from, mm -hmm. uh, St. Lucia, for example, they got one paved road Damn, the all the way dead. around the the whole island. Wow. So it's just it, the the lifestyle out there versus how we, all the stuff we take. For granted, for granted yeah, yeah. as Americans, uh, really just just showed me perspective. Damn, man! And then, so this is this is this is fascinating too. What about musical taste that young? What were your what were your, you remember what your parents was? Or you, uh, do you remember what your dad was listening to? Yeah, it was just all Caribbean music, mm -hmm. and so uh, some of my earliest memories are our music. And uh, we had a old Pontiac, light blue, but uh, <laughs> my dad had this double sided tape, and I, some of the the songs were like I don't even know who sings these songs, but it was like <laughs> Under the Sycamore Tree. Oh. And then, uh, you Damn. know that song? Yeah, I'm. I'm a, I'll get the. I'll think of the I used name, to know man. all the words, <laughs> all the words, and um, uh, big big Caribbean just uh, steel drums. Mm -hmm. Steel drums is definitely something that sticks out in my mind when I think of music. That steel drum sound. Yeah. Steel drum sound. Yeah. Uh, and my my uncles actually have a band. Wow. And so when we have like family barbecues and stuff, they always Damn. play and they. Bring oh, out since the, you were young. Since I was young. Wow. Yeah. So steel <laughs> drums, bass guitars. Uh, I got some uh, memories of some of my uncles just in the basement with a pot and pan, just and just wow. just making almost like a metronome sound. Dang! <clears throat> what? And then your so your mom having southern roots, but you know, Cal <clears throat> splitting time in California. What were her? Do you remember her musical taste? Uh, hers was Caribbean too. I think okay. that's I think that's what really brought my parents together. together. Okay, uh, she's always just been fond of Caribbean music and wow. Caribbean culture, wow. and so. Uh, I think that's what really linked my parents up together. That's amazing. And then, so do you? Is there is there still family in Tennessee too? Uh, a little bit, mm -hmm. a little bit. But my mom's family spread all, both all of, both sides of the family spread all over. I got family in New York, Texas, just wow. St. Lucia, you, other islands. You got did, I got a big family. Did y'all travel a lot <clears throat> young to to go visit people, or did uh, they come to you guys mostly? Yeah, most of the things were in California. Okay. Cause uh, like I said, all my uncles moved here, mm -hmm. and so most of the family reunions and family get-togethers were always based out of California. Got you. And then that so that that whole soccer uh, concept for a lot of people that don't know the Caribbean culture in the Bay specifically is like massive. But I remember L stepdad was uh, he's from um, he's from uh, Belize, and 
soccer every every weekend. Like, yeah, and they and they would travel and and it was it was like for real. It was this wasn't you know this isn't what rec league or nothing like that. They were playing. Yeah, traveling, 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 like, and it'd be all day. And that was sort of my introduction to soccer. Um, and so now, as it as it gets more popular in the states, because it's popular everywhere else yeah, in, the world, in the, the world, the biggest sport in the world by yeah. far, not even close. And in the states, it's sort of like slowly gaining popularity. I never been more excited, bro. Like yeah. going, like being able to go to soccer matches all the time, like it's dope. Um, did you play young? Too? I did not you play didn't? soccer. Okay. That's a, that's a. I'd say there's one regret <laughs> as far as my athletic uh, career is not not ever really giving soccer a did try. You, what else did you track? Uh, track track, track was the first sport that I kind of right uh, away. Yeah, I started track when I was I think seven. Wow. Um, and then it was just track and basketball, mm-hmm. track and basketball all the way up until high school. High school is when I started you, playing football. Yeah, because you didn't do, you didn't, no, no Pop Warner at all. No Pop Warner. Was that, uh, was that pa- parents? Yeah, parents that was though? my mom's choice. She was not having it. Yeah, she wasn't yeah. having it. She did not <laughs> like football. Even, even, uh, funny stories, like even up and through, through high school, mm-hmm. like, uh, when I had scholarships and everything coming out of uh, high school at mm-hmm. Salesian. My mom was still trying to get me to just take the track scholarships and, and just be all over it, yeah, and and leave football behind. Wow, <laughs> wow. So, so what what was it about track that early that 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 it, was it was it your mom being into it or was it was it that was that natural for you? You feel? Um, like? I, I'll be honest with you. At first, when I when they put me in track that young, I did not like it. <laughs> like, I did not like it. We gotta run. This is just trash. running all day. Uh, but uh track taught me uh a lot and that's why i kind of i coach track now Mm -hmm. and um i tell the kids like if you can get good at this sport every other sport is gonna be be easy easy because track is one of those sports where it's just you Mm. and so uh you have to learn how to look in the mirror and hold yourself accountable wow because like uh for example at practice i'll have them do like two or three three hundreds and I can't I can't make them run as hard as they want to exactly. or as hard as they can. Yeah. So it's kind of like you you get out of track what you put into it. Hmm. And so at, at a young age I was I was always pretty fast, but in the track world there was a lot of kids that, that was faster fast, yeah. than me. Yeah. yeah, and so it wasn't I started running when I was 7. It wasn't till about my sophomore year in high school where I really kind of made that leap and started Figured out how to kick in that next yeah, year yeah. and put myself into a, a kind of elite category. Mm. And so, I mean, at a young age, that's seven years of work yeah. to, to actually see it pay off. Yeah. So, uh, track definitely helped me with just like holding myself accountable and, and seeing how much hard work goes into whatever you do mm. before you actually start to reap the fruits of that hard work. Huh. And then what, I mean, cause track just the you know the politics of it the uh the just the, all the all of the inner work and seems so sophisticated so i'm trying to imagine what what track at seven even looks like like how you even wrap Man, your mind around it i could tell you from seven all the way up until i started running professionally mm. right right before i started running professionally track was just like here a gun run as fast <laughs> that's as it. you can that's it. <laughs> run as fast as you can <laughs> Uh, but when I, when I started running professionally after my football career ended, that's when I started really realizing how much like technical work goes into track and and that made me appreciate the sport even more. Mm. Um, because it's like when you reach the elite level, uh, besides Usain Bolt and like the top, top, really top guys, 
everybody's almost the same speed. Yeah. But it's almost about who can get down the track more efficiently. Yeah, technique. Technique. Te- yeah. yeah, and the best people with the best technique are gonna win most of the time. Damn, man. And 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 just thinking about that dynamic, a young you at school, because you you did like like all like the whole crew. You guys are at St. John's from beginning to end, to end right? Yeah. What was that? And because everyone, how I knew you guys, because I didn't go with there with you guys, but how I knew you guys, you guys all had uh, specific, unique characteristics. Lance was Lance. Yeah. <laughs> Nick was Nick. Nick. <laughs> you, uh, Paolo, Pablo. Um, who am I missing? Jared. Uh, Jared and fucking Jared, of Jared. course. <laughs> like everyone was just like super unique in them. And what it thinking back on it now. Where, where did you fit in, just personality-wise and, like, student-wise? Because I feel like somebody had to be, like, the the sort of, like, all right, he's not... Because I feel like all y'all were troublemakers on some level. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> I feel like I was the one that kind of held us all together. Okay, I, I assume that. Yeah, because uh, I'm more lead by example kind of yeah. thing. Got you. Lance was definitely more of our vocal leader. Yeah. But um, I'm, I, I kind of set the tone. Mm-hmm. So, like, as far as practice goes... I kind of showed everybody how to work hard and showed everybody that, it, yeah, we can joke around all the time, yeah. but when it's time for practice, it's, it's time to get serious and, and like, let's get better. And was it set up, was St. John set up where there was two classes per each grade or was it just, it's one, just one class? one class. Oh, so y'all were in we class were every always. Every day, every day. Holy sh- those poor all teachers. Day those together, poor teachers. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Man, it's crazy. Uh, we actually had one teacher that quit on us on our class. This is like, I'm over it. She quit. She she <laughs> left the school. It was seventh grade. <laughs> We was, so, a, we was a bad bunch. Let me okay. So because there's it, a lot, there are there are a lot of people that aren't familiar with the area, and even people in Oakland don't understand that dynamic uh, and how unique it is. Uh, CYO, CYO, in the in this part of the East Bay is like is a pretty big thing, but on our side it was different until we came and played St. Leander's and all those other yeah. schools. But schools, excuse me, but St. John's is in Richmond, El Cerrito, and. Uh, Javid and and our, and a few of our other group of friends attended there and um and I was like the 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 trend the 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 I don't even know how you yeah, describe it you, get you just, was a ringer yeah you get to, you get to just bring in a player apparently <laughs> and they have to attend catechism and I don't ever think I went yeah uh, <laughs> and uh we were talking about Sam earlier Sam still be talking about how we had people that didn't go to our school <laughs> on our team every time. <laughs> But I did that. I did that all the way through CYO. Like I, I played, I played St. Joe's with St. Joe's before you guys, because my best friend was on the team. Remember D- Dylan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I played St. Joe's and didn't, you know. But there was different because one of the, because some of the players did, some of the the kids that actually went to the school didn't get to play, so they weren't having you uh, not go to. Yeah, cat. So yeah, you yeah. had to go to that, and I was like, man, I'm not doing that no more. <laughs> and then Lance and I ended up playing. Uh, for his dad on some team, he's like, well, you got, yeah, and he's yeah. like, you gotta come, you gotta come play for St. John, and that's how you know became part of the part of that crew. But that was like, that was life changing because I didn't even know that. Um, I don't know, I didn't know, I didn't know how how real it was until until I sort of linked up with y'all, and. It was like a thing, you know, from you know jerseys and yeah and kicks and, like, and <laughs> shout out to Mark for that man, right? Yeah, that was because that was the start of it, you know. Yeah. His, the, the that was the the beginning of him sort of going into that endeavor and, and exploring um, designing jerseys and and 
by shit by the time by the time we were getting ready to enter high school he was designing it felt like every school's jersey yeah. down there you know so and then uh he kind of instilled the seriousness too mm-hmm. i mean Definitely. Just, just seeing how much effort and how much time and how much money he put into us yeah that 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 made us like we got to work hard <laughs> i mean this dude's giving us shoes jerseys yeah, yeah. warm-ups like we look official we better <laughs> look, play you better official. play you better yeah play we better play real. official uh, um and then what you know how how torn were you um when it got what what was the deciding factor when you get into high school um because you didn't did you hoop freshman year i did hoop you, freshman you did year. hoop freshman yeah okay. i did hoop okay. freshman year what and then what what sort of helped make that decision for you uh, That's right, you was, did. I'm always confused you with going to St. Mary's and you weren't at St. Mary's. Yeah, I was yeah. at uh, Salesian. Salesian. Yeah. So I hooped my freshman year. Uh, I also played football my freshman okay. year, but I actually broke my thumb. Wow. Which was like maybe like the fourth or fifth game of the year. Mm-hmm. So I really didn't really play football until my sophomore year of high school. Gotcha. But uh, Salesian's a big basketball school. Mm-hmm. I mean, even now, like this year, I think they're they're ranked like sixth in the nation That's this crazy. year. Yeah, a big basketball school. So um, it was uh, my going into my sophomore year. Uh, I was starting as a running back as a sophomore, as a sophomore. on uh, varsity, and uh, I had ran for like I think it was like sixteen hundred yards. Mm-hmm. And at that time, like the running back before, I don't think only ran for like a thousand. Mm-hmm. So then that kind of just like opened my eyes and that really made me like fall in love with football yeah. and at that time i was already fully invested in track got you and so um i kind of just had to make a decision like i didn't at the time i didn't want to play all three sports you didn't want to i did not want to how, how, what uh just because of how taxing it was and, yeah, yeah and yeah. especially at uh salesian because the basketball program there it's is sick. Mellis, Mellis is crazy. Around. <laughs> yeah, and so um, even my freshman year when I did play, uh, he wanted me to move up to varsity mm-hmm. after uh, freshman JV basketball yeah. ended. And I was like, no, nah, I got to get ready for track. Mm-hmm. And that was like a no-go for him. Yeah, like, you, you, don't, you don't get to tell Mellis no for yeah, nothing else. Basketball but, yeah. has to be the top priority <laughs> or else you're not on the team. Yeah. And so – with that being said, it was like football gave me freedom to, hmm. to do track, and track gave me freedom to do football. So it was wow. just – and then basketball's in the middle. So yeah, I had the little break. It just made it just made sense. Got you. And and you talk you talk about that sophomore year. Um, I remember I remember it it ringing off, and it be it becoming this thing. You have a big game, and it's like what's what's gonna happen next game, and like everybody talking about it. But from actually living it, do you remember things changing after one particular game? Like, do you remember what game it was that sort of like, okay, this is this is this is a thing? Uh, I would say it was my uh, sophomore summer, mm-hmm. and it 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 almost has nothing to do with football, hmm. but it, it it's like me as a person. Hmm. Uh, sophomore after my sophomore year, uh, it was that summer I ran AAU. And I I ended up winning the Junior Olympics in the 200. Wow! And it was it was that moment that I realized like sports could take me so far. Mm-hmm. And because that summer I had, um, when I had qualified for the Junior Olympics, it was in Indianapolis. Yeah. And so that's the furthest I've ever traveled. Mm-hmm. And so that that 
are right there is just new knowledge. Like sports can take me places. Yeah. Cause I, I'm, I'm all the way in States that I don't even know of and I'm 15 years old. <laughs> so it kind of like, it kind of just like switched my mind that sports is, is yeah, it's fun mm-hmm. and yeah, we love to do it, but this can take me places. It's a tool, yeah. This can take me places that I never even dreamed of before. And that's you said. You know, that's that was that was my sophomore, sophomore summer. So fifteen, fifteen, sixteen. That's 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 relatively early to identify that. I know a few people that didn't really realize it until they were like overseas or getting ready for draft day and stuff. But for you to identify it that early, what um, did it change? Work habits, focus. Yeah, it, it, did, it definitely yeah. changed everything. Then I started taking uh, the weight room seriously. Mm-hmm. I started taking school way more seriously. Mm-hmm started looking up and my mom started educating me on uh the ncaa clearinghouse yeah and it, everything just got that was when that turned was the business yeah right there, that yeah. was when sports turned from fun to let's plan stuff out and gotcha. let's think about the future gotcha. because the junior olympics is is that's a big thing that's a big deal yeah yeah and um and then i actually won in the 200 took third in the uh 100 mm-hmm. and um like uh there's a kid named Bryshawn Nellum uh at the time he uh he was f- like racing in China Damn. and racing in other places Damn. and I had beat him in the 200 and so so that was serious that was serious yeah so just even just coming across him mm-hmm. and seeing what track had done for him yeah and then I'm like sitting there like wait I just beat this kid so if he can run in China and run for USA okay. at 15, 16, <laughs> then it was like, oh, I could do this too. So it just kind of it just kind of switched my mind and turned sports into something way more serious than just fun. Wow! And then coming and then coming back, you know, from from that back to back to you know back to the Bay and back at Salesian, um, I was always I always was fascinated by. The dynamic of where Salesian is, yeah. <laughs> you know, geographically, and and how you know how how everyone's able to just you know sort of exist, not get caught up in the shit, and just just be. Yeah, it's it's crazy because it's right behind Richmond High. <laughs> it's like you can look over the fence and see Richmond, Richmond High at yeah. practice or yeah. at school, but um, Salesian is like a real close knit family. Mm-hmm. Like even. A lot of the teachers that were teaching there when I was there yeah. are still, still teaching there, yeah, there. Yeah. still teaching there, and that's where I'm actually coaching. Uh, track. You do track it, okay? Yep, coaching track, and then I'm gonna coach football when football season starts. But wow. that just shows you how how close of a the, family the, that yeah, is. Yeah, wow. Because uh, I we graduated in 2007, <laughs> and you already, <laughs> and I'm coming back to yeah. coach, and so um, it just shows you how close close yeah. to the school is. Damn man, yeah. what um. And you talked you talked about it like taking school, starting to take school serious. What what kind of student would you say you were before that? You know, um, I was kind of like a get by student before yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I was never a student that is gonna like fail classes. But you, but you knew what to do. I knew what to do to get by. Yeah. To just basically at that point, it's like, what do I have to do to for my parents so can, not to not to come take down me off the on team. me? Yeah. yeah, yeah. First of all, what do I need to do to play? Yeah, and then how how good do my grades have to be for my parents to not be mad at me? Yeah. So it was just like I was just just doing whatever I needed to do to get it done. Wow. Yeah. And um, sorry, the uh, that that moves us into that junior your junior senior year. You talked about. 
when it when it got serious for you, when did the national acclaim start? Uh, the when did you when did you recognize it at least? Uh, I would say my my junior year after football season, my junior year, I started getting letters from okay. from different colleges, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, I mean, it was exciting at the time, but those are the letters that they send out to almost everybody. And so, yeah, I was juiced. I was reading them and I was looking to see it's like (laughs) Cal, Oregon, all these other schools. But it wasn't until my uh, junior year in track Mm -hmm. when um, because the the tough thing about Salesian and in football at least because in basketball you have an open division yeah. so you play the the top schools yeah but in football sorry we're such a small school that we didn't we didn't play like the day laws the, we didn't play the monta vistas yeah. we didn't play mac we didn't play we didn't play the big schools around the bay area yeah. so it was like i was kind of getting recruited but a lot of this the scouts didn't know if the level of competition could could transfer so that that got back to you because that was all like at the other schools you have homie that homies that would play and they were good but i'd be like y'all ain't jabbing yeah. <laughs> like but he ain't playing nobody yeah and exactly so that so that exactly. you knew that narrative knew was that. out there i okay. knew that and okay. i have friends at Pinole, and yep. they was like oh our running backs better than you if i was playing against them we would be doing the same thing Thing, yeah but uh so that's where track kind of helped me out with my football gotcha because in track it doesn't matter what school you go to everybody's lining up yeah and so when i would go to state and race against like the five-star football players i would beat them Mm. and so then that made the the colleges go like okay it is for real his his speed (laughs) is better yeah. Than than the five star football, four star football players. Yeah. So then that made them think like, okay, he can actually translate. Damn, I I I I always wonder, you know, and and I don't know why people think like that in in a sense of like that narrative that's out there that you're hearing about the person. Why wouldn't they hear about it too? You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so I, I'm thinking thinking back on it now. That was always a conversation and be like. You know, and and then and then it it may have been a little bit of bias, but I got to see you, and I was like, I don't think it matter who you yeah, were playing yeah, against, yeah. you know. And so, but and, but then trying to have that conversation with you know with people that are playing and that are going through it, like, we, and, and there's always, and that's what kills me in debates is that oh, if he if I did this, if I had that too, and it's like ah, uh, you can't it don't necessarily work like that, yeah. you know. Um, so I, that that's that's fascinating to know that that was. That was out buzzing, and you were you were yeah. aware of that. And I was aware of it, and it was definitely fueling me. Yeah, I think that was the first time that uh, my junior year in high school that like outside noise like was fueled me. Yeah, yeah, because I'm like, man, these people don't believe in me. Yeah, and so I was like, okay, it's because I'm playing not up to par competition. No, mm. uh, then so I was like, now I have to crush. I have to crush, like I have to look ridiculous against this competition <laughs> to prove to everybody. And so that was <laughs> Yeah, that was that was my motivation yeah. going into my senior year. I yeah. was like, I'm not gonna leave no doubts. And my senior year in football I ended up with thirty six hundred yards crazy. and forty eight touchdowns. That's crazy in, in one season. <laughs> when then so and then I imagine had had you declared by then? Had yeah, you, I did. Okay. You 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 um you you committed when? To uh, it was it was right before my senior year. Oh, so you were you went into the season yeah. with the damn that okay, 
And so what was that a, was that a no brainer for you? Uh it actually wasn't. Uh my I wanted to stay in the Pac ten. It was mm-hmm. a Pac ten at the time. Yeah. Because anybody who knows me knows like my family is really important to me. Yeah. And so uh going like across the country it was, was just it was <laughs> just it was really out for yeah. me. Um so I, I definitely wanted to stay in the Pac ten. Mm-hmm. And it really came down to USC, Oregon, and Cal. Damn. And um, I actually almost committed to Oregon. That was the first trip I took. Wow. I almost committed. Oregon, Oregon has all the Nike stuff. They have all get, the freshest gear. You get to Eugene gear. and you're hooked. This- they have all the freshest gear. Their locker rooms was like had TVs and plugs in it. And like this is back in like 2006. When, so yeah, that's, like, people, yeah. that's like unheard of. Now every college has, has TVs it, yeah. and stuff. But it was like unheard of. And so I looked like a kid in a candy store yeah. and I was ready to commit. And um, so uh, Sunday, my parents came with me on that trip. Sunday morning, it was the last day. I was I was like, uh, I think I'm, I think I'm going to commit. Uh-huh. And my mom and dad, they sat me down there like, this is your first trip. You're you just excited. Yeah, like, you cannot you commit. Can't commit. <laughs> like, this is just the first trip. She was like, my mom was like, just take more trips. Yeah. And then if you still feel the same way about Oregon, then, then you, you know be, it's real. Then yeah. you know it's real. And so I was like, all right, I respect that. Yeah. So. And then um, it really came down to uh, the coaches, though. Mm. Um, uh, the Cal coach, Ron Gould, mm. uh, he's actually a Stanford coach, uh, Stanford running back coach right now. Okay. But um, the relationship that I, I had like made with him over text, mm. over phone calls, uh, that really made the difference. Was And was Chip there when you were getting recruited? He was... Uh, it was not Chip. I think it was a guy named uh, Aliotti, if I believe correctly. You know where he is now. I don't know no. where he is now. Okay. And then who was and Pete wasn't Pete. Yeah, it was Pete. Was it? Yeah, at, at that was, that was his last year, wasn't it? Or uh, he had two more years after that. Maybe. Yeah, he had a couple more years okay. after that. But that was a hard person to say no to as well. I imagine his energy is yeah. like. Is his energy actually, how it looks? He actually came to one of our games. I remember that. I remember Saint that Liz. story. That was a big. That was a big deal. It he, was crazy. We yeah. get off the bus and everybody's like, "Pete Carroll's at the game." I was like, "What? <laughs> Pete Carroll is out here." <laughs> I was like, this is crazy. He don't even know where he's at. <laughs> what was your what was your interaction like with, with, with Pete Carroll? Uh Pete Carroll's fun though. Yeah. Pete Carroll always has that energy. Yeah. And so he walks in the room, the room just brightens up. Damn. And so you have no choice just to match his energy. Damn. And that, that was that was something that I definitely I definitely liked about him. Mm-hmm. And um actually going to see them practice too at USC. Their yeah. practices were just loud, so much energy. Yeah. And so that was that was another thing that I liked. But um Was that class was I imagine that was was that the Joe McKnight class? Yes, was that, it was. R. I. P. Was that, um because it McKnight yeah, was coming R. R. in. Yeah. And man. then they, and then they had like two red shirt dudes that were dope too, yes, right? Yes, yeah. Did that factor in? That definitely played a role. Okay, okay. And so uh when I was talking to my high school coach, Chad Nightingale, um we were kind of debating if they were going to keep me at running back or not. Oh, you thought they would try to move you. Yeah, yeah. so we were thinking that maybe they would try to change my position or mm. something like that. And, um, man, I, my mind was set. I was a running back. Yeah. And so I wasn't really uh, I wasn't really messing with that. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't really messing with that. And uh, another thing that really made Cal stand out was uh, Marshawn Lynch. Wow. Big bro. Um, was he? He was Was he? He was there when I was a senior. Okay. And so uh, we never played together. But you got the, you was but close. I yeah. would go up to practices and he would talk to me. Uh, Justin Forsett, who I'm still Man. real close with. Me and Justin are actually playing on a flag football team this summer. Wow. American Flag Football League coming up. 
But, um, yeah, talking to those guys and then Coach G. Uh, and then Cal's right here. Cal's it's right here. Yeah. yeah, it's right at home. And I, I couldn't beat that. Yeah. I could not beat that. <laughs> what? Uh, so, Oregon first. What school did you visit after? Uh, then I took a trip to Cal. To Cal. And then I didn't take an official visit to uh, USC, mm-hmm. but I went down there like three different times. Okay. Because after I took the trip to Oregon, then I took a trip to Cal. Then I was just like, well, I take a trip anywhere. It's going to look dope. Yeah. Because they're just going to lay the red carpet out <laughs> now for at you. This take point, you now, to yeah, the yeah, best yeah. places. Yeah. So I was like, it's more about the relationships with the coaches that I have. Yeah. That's going to be more important than going on the visit. What was the what was the conversation with Coach Gould? Like, what was what what about that? Uh, the the one thing the 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 one thing that set him apart from all the other running back coaches, uh, he made no promises. Damn. And so, like, when I would talk to the running back coach from Oregon, he would talk about how like I could come in and be a starter, I could come in and do this, yeah. I could come in and do that, yeah. and like all the other coaches were kind of having that same gas. Pitch. Yeah. yeah, they're just like gassing me up. Yeah. And then Coach G was like, uh, he just kept it real. He was like, when you get here, he was like, you got to work. You if you don't work, yeah. you're not playing on the field. And he was like, I got a lot of great running backs. And so he was like, if you were to really play, you have to be the best one. And so I was like, <laughs> okay, we started this off with a challenge. And so I, I definitely gravitated towards that. And I could see it when I would go to their practices. Mm-hmm. I could see how hard they were all working. Yeah. That- and it's funny though, cause you 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 sort of mentioned that at every phase of your life, like what that what challenge just what just being challenged does for you, yeah, like person, man. That, that's that's unique and it's special, but it's it seems to be common in successful people. Where it's like, yo, I you go you challenge who? Like, what's yeah, up? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, they they got that saying, pressure makes diamonds. Yeah. And so, uh, if it if it's not really challenging me, and and like. I'm not really attracted to it, mm-hmm. and so that was that was definitely one of the things that set Cal apart. Yeah, it was that uh, as a going into my senior year, mm-hmm. this man was already like questioning me to yeah. my face, <laughs> like you're gonna have to prove to me you're worth this. Yeah, and so I I, I definitely like I like that I yeah. like that. And then and then I I think and it probably is a little reassuring too knowing that. There isn't going to be any favoritism anywhere, you know, so, you know, you, you know, you actually have a chance of earning that. It won't be it won't be because you didn't work hard enough, you know, if you know, or it it won't be for some political reason why yeah. you don't get that shot. It yep. literally is going to be like, yo, best man wins. Best man wins. Yeah. 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 And that that fairness is also dope, too. Yeah. So I definitely gravitated towards that. Damn, man. And yeah. then And then you get there. How and because you hear it from a lot of people that attend Cal, is it as hard as everyone says they says it is academically? Uh, yes, it is. Yeah, it is. Uh, there's a lot of work. The workload is is it's huge. Crazy, yeah. I mean, uh, when I was a freshman and I went there, uh, I get the syllabus mm-hmm. and see that we had to like uh, read in like five, six different books. Mm-hmm and then get tested on each of them like on like the little nuances inside of them so you for sure reading it (laughs) yeah and so i was like man and um but fortunately like i said my parents sacrificed and sent me to private school so you were ready so salesian definitely got me ready for the workload that i was about to receive at cal yeah but uh being a student athlete is a whole another beast in itself talk about that man because especially think about 
what's happening right now with the NCAA and all the AAU stuff and trying to trying yeah. to redefine the whole amateurism and all that all that shit. Like it's a lot happening right now, and I don't know if people are aware, but things are going to change mightily at, in the, within the next like yeah, few months. It's going to be wild. Talk about that though, the workload, um, and I don't mean just. Because you're you're not at an average academic school. You're at yeah, one of the one top, of the schools. top schools. Yeah. And then you're not you're not just sort of performing. You're making national headlines on the field. How hard is that? Uh, it's just it it's hard. But the one thing it teaches you is time management. Hmm. And so, um, like our for example. Our days were two fifteen was the first meeting for huh. special teams, mm-hmm. and usually you have to get a lift in before that, and so usually you get your lift done at like seven to eight. So then you have between eight and two to schedule your classes. Let, wait, you got that? People have to understand what that means. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> when practice schedule is set. When you're scheduling your classes for the semester, it better not run in practice nope, time. It can't. It can't. <laughs> you got that little window Man. where your your classes have to fit in there. Yep. And then um once two fifteen hits, like you have to be up at the stadium. Yeah. And then um shoot, I remember days where I was still at the stadium at nine, nine thirty, ten o'clock. And that's and have you even watched film by this point? No, yeah, yeah. Okay. Tons of okay. film. Tons but of see, film. but that, and, that, and that's the part where you hear these people go, "Oh, well, they're getting free education." No, fam, this is a whole career. You're you have you have you have weights. You may have you may have a a, a position meeting, film for show. Yeah. <laughs> then we, then you got full practice, and they don't tell them what else is gonna come. And then and then most times, I imagine they probably made y'all do dinner and shit together. Yeah, too. dinner, yeah. dinner. And then um, Cal also had this thing where we had study hall, so we had to oh, get yeah. six hours of study hall a week, and so you had to find time to get that in. And that's just and what I tell a lot of my athletes now is what we just talked about. That schedule mm. is just the minimum. That's the bare minimum. So if you want to get to the next level, there has to be time to put in extra work. Yep. So you got to find time for extra work for your sport and extra work for your class. Mm-hmm. Because we just talked about getting to class. We didn't talk about <laughs> doing homework and studying. At all. That, yeah. So it's <laughs> just. Midterms, finals week. Yeah. You know, don't have a, don't have a lab. Because yeah. then, you, then oh. you threw. Then you threw. <laughs> so, yeah. It, uh, college definitely taught me how to manage my time. Because if yeah. you didn't manage your time, it, it would get messy. Yeah. It would definitely get messy. You feel that that feeling of being overwhelmed, um, just just on a time basis when you know two because it it was uh it was three o'clock for us we had to report, but I had a class that ended at like two forty yeah, or something so, crazy yeah, was, like that, and the and the and the the gym is on the complete opposite side of this class. Like it's the <laughs> it, I got the latest class on the complete opposite side of campus. And that shit was impossible, dog. And we were on quarter systems, and I was I was so over it. But yeah, end. man. And I had a lab that quarter too. I was I was hot. I was so hot. But uh, I don't know, man. I, I that that conversation, especially now, because there are people that are so set on like, nah, that free education should be compensation enough, or um, oh, well, they're just athletes. It ain't and like. 
And these are clearly people that have, that have never, never been student yeah, athletes because yeah, yeah. you you just wouldn't fix your mouth to say that if you really really knew how intricate it was. And like you said, we're talking about the bare minimum. Let you let you be a um, let you have a shot at going or going at going making it to the next level or the next level being a, a, a thing for you. That's a whole nother element that you can't even quantify. Yeah. I don't. I really don't think you can, because the time that professional athletes dedicate to get to breaking through is unreal. Yeah. Like people would be sick just sitting in. Like go watch a professional lift weights. It looks. It looks painful. <laughs> it looks really painful. Or um, we got to see. Uh, we got to sit in on. Um, Oh jeez, I can't remember the uh I can't remember the trainer's name, but he's he's from the bay and he would come do these camps at Kennedy. But he was working out um it's like a I feel like it was like a young LeBron and and somebody else that was in uh, Leon Poe. Leon Poe. Yeah, and he was working him out at uh Damn, I can't remember what gym that was. But he was putting him through an NBA workout, you know, just to just to see where their endurance was. And I was looking at that like, oh my God, you know, like that, that's what, that's what the next level looks like. And you, and, and, and correct, correct me if I'm wrong. Cause I, I may, I may remember it different, but it, it was almost like instantaneous at Cal for you that you were, you know, you were making an impact on the team, right? Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, but I mean, from my perspective, it wasn't It wasn't, yeah, see, yeah, and that's yeah, what I did, yeah, yeah. So, like, uh, when I graduated from uh, Salesian, uh, I went into this program called Summer Bridge. Mm-hmm. And so that that helped me get a jump start Sorry, yeah. on school. Explain summer, explain that so people... So it's called, it's called Summer Bridge. Mm-hmm. And so basically it's like summer school, but it, it was before I actually enrolled in Cal. So yeah. I can knock out some units yeah. before I actually enroll so then during the football season that'll free up a little bit of time Mm -hmm. but uh you have to take as many units yeah Yeah. but i'd say the 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 most difficult part of being a freshman and playing as a true freshman was the the playbook Hmm. because we start school in about august and Mm -hmm. um you you have like i had that little bit of summer and a little bit of training camp to to memorize the entire playbook oh, shit. that Justin Forsett was the starting running back at the at the time. And you and, we're talking and he had been there for what maybe five years, four years. Uh-huh. So I had to get my knowledge up to his level wow. in a matter of a couple of months. Wow. And so that was that was the hardest part for me is uh learning the playbook. And mm-hmm. we had uh Tepford at the time mm-hmm. and he had came from the NFL. So he had before. a so our playbook it was pro style system, yeah, it was wasn't a pro it? Style yeah. system. Yeah. Our playbook was so thick. Damn. Yeah, we would go into games with over a hundred plays. Wow. And so you never know which one's gonna get caught, but you gotta know every single one of them. And how many how many options for each player? Do you consider that a new play if it's an option uh, for a play? It it's kind of just like uh, you just have to know everything you just have to know everything because if the quarterback gets up there and he sees something that he doesn't like he's he's going he's, he's gonna go yeah. go to something else and usually it's just a one word phrase Damn. that means a whole play 
Damn. And, and the play clock is only, I don't know if it is in college anymore, but, I mean, a matter of 30 seconds, he could change the play, and then, the, then you only have 10 seconds. See, okay, okay dispel, <laughs> let's dispel something else. The level of <laughs> sophistication and, like, just intelligence that it takes yeah, to it's play. A, it's a chess match. It is a chess match. I mean, uh, there's. I mean, defenses are trying to figure out based on your the formation you come up yeah. come up in. They have they have all their your stats of all the plays you run. So you come out in this formation, they know what plays you're most likely gonna run based yeah, on man. your prior history, based on your offensive coordinator's yeah. prior history, and so they'll call plays based on that. And then at the same time, offensive coordinator coordinator knows you know that. <laughs> So they so gotta, he, gotta yeah, counter we'll for try it. to disguise what we're actually doing, what yeah. play we're actually gonna run. But the 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 part what I, where I was gonna go to was just um, especially when you meet collegiate athletes, how people still land at that at the at the sort of dumb jock narrative is like mind blowing because oh, I know man. I know way more like extremely smart student athletes than i do that are just the yeah. the guys that is like oh i don't know nothing you know no, like I don't... Th- that's just the stigma yeah yeah i mean i mean that's just that's that's people that don't really know the sport yeah yeah and and then it's also like bad apples yeah i mean that that the, the that, t- ESPN, that get highlighted yeah, yeah, yeah espn yeah. and the news they love to show drama yeah and so like if you're never gonna hear about somebody that does everything right, mm-hmm. you're only gonna hear they only highlight when bad things happen. Damn. So that kind of just puts a puts a shadow over the sport in general. The that that run that run the Pac-10 now Pac-12 had of like some world class names. Um, can you, you in your in 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 your in your sort of window? Do you remember? All of them. Yeah, I mean, we had Deshaun Jackson, yeah. uh, Thomas Deku, yep. uh, Nate Longshore was one of them too. Yeah. Um, where did he? Where did he? Where did he end up at? I'm not sure where he end up. Thomas. Up. Thomas was with the Thomas Falcons for a bit. Thomas was with the Falcons then, for a bit and the Panthers. Panthers, okay. Uh, Justin Forsett. He's um, been. He's been. He Ravens and and a few other teams, huh? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Eric Stevens played for the Titans oh. for a long time. Okay. A tight end uh alex mack is still probably one of the best centers in the league yeah. right now no he's um, not in kc still where is he uh i'm not sure he was in um i am not sure where he's at right now but he was with the browns for a browns long that's time. right yeah, yeah, yeah he just he just traded teams but okay. i'm not sure um I mean, talent everywhere. Yeah, Lavelle Hawkins. Yeah, it was uh, it was low. That was a just in terms of talent that would land on the next level. And how are what are those conversations like on the in the in, you know in the sort of inner circle? Is that sort of clear already to to you know team to team? Do you can you can you like just from your scouting report or from the meetings or watching film? Can you could you go like oh yeah that that guy's clearly gonna be a pro? Could you could you uh, sort of see that? I would say uh, you can, but we were so focused, and this is a a, a testament to Tepford. Mm-hmm. We were so focused on like what's happening right now, mm-hmm. who we're playing this week, that like thinking about that next level really was never never really a thought for at least for me. Mm-hmm. 
I'm not sure about some of those other guys, mm-hmm. but I was so focused on being the best running back at Cal that I could be. Yeah. And 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 for me, it was almost like I had to fill the f- shoes of legends. Yeah. I mean, it was like J.J. Arrington and then Marshawn, Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. And then Justin for a set, mm-hmm. and I and I probably skipped a couple of guys. No, that, for sure, that yeah, was yeah. Definitely balling between yeah. those uh, times. Yeah. But uh, that Marshawn. I almost felt like I had to fill those shoes. Like yeah. I like Cal almost was like running back you for a yeah. while, and so for me it was more about like fulfilling that running back tradition before I even really thought about the NFL. Did you feel that 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 sort of Marshawn ghost? Did you was that it was that a thing, you know, cuz he cuz he you talk about making an impact. Yeah. You know, and 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 leaving, you know, and leaving people with these 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 like images that are never going to like him in the in the cart like yeah, no yeah, people yeah, aren't yeah. going to ever forget that nah, and just how never. and how dominant he was. And we're talking in the era where there's Bush and everything that they're doing at SC, right? Am I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and dude is still and it's still like nah, like we're we're who to watch. So was that was that? Did you feel that? that? Uh, There's definitely a strong tra- tra- tradition. Yeah. Uh, especially from the running back group. Yeah. And uh, we definitely prided on that. Uh, like when you walk into the running back room room, at the time that I was there, there was pictures of all the other running backs mm-hmm. up on the wall. Mm-hmm. And so that was that was something we definitely held close to our hearts. Is like there's a standard of a Cal running back. Yeah. And we have to meet that and Damn. exceed it. Damn. And if you're not, then you don't deserve to be a Cal running back. <laughs> what? Because uh, you, I mean, because then, then you get on the scene and like, and it's and you're a thing on the on the collegiate level yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Same. So same question from from high school when was it clear to you that this was this was a thing first uh, and then when was it clear to everybody else like nah this is for real do you remember those I say, moments i say uh after my sophomore year mm-hmm. when um when it was rolling around and um i saw the preseason heisman candidates mm. and then i saw my name up there that, that was a moment when I was like That was after whoa. your sophomore year? That was after my sophomore year. Wow. That was a that was a moment where I was like, whoa. Because like like you said, that was Reggie Bush was was the <laughs> Reggie Bush was the man when I was growing up. Yeah. And uh so me being in that conversation of Heisman, yeah. it just like and uh another thing is like Charles Woodson was my favorite player mm-hmm. growing up as well. And and he won the Heisman as a defensive player. Yeah. So just seeing my name next to the word Heisman, yeah, that that was definitely a, a like an eye opening moment for me. How'd you how'd you was it was it was it paper was it online was it what, do you remember uh, how you saw was, that? It was online. Okay. It was online, and then it was also on ESPN too. Wow. And so, um, but. Was that Sidekick Days? What phones did we have then? <laughs> uh, sidekicks. Was that that might have been Sidekick Days. The, so your your aim was. Aim was going crazy. Crazy that Aim day. Aim was right? going crazy. <laughs> Aim, good old days. <laughs> I, I think about that now. It's like, how did news travel? Because you know, now it just be now it's like your, your, mention, your mentions will be will be popping. Like, what would have what would have been going off then? You know? Yeah, that, <laughs> that wasn't even that long ago. No. By the way, yeah, yeah, technology is going fast. Fast as shit, it's, man. It, shit's crazy, uh, changing real fast. Damn. So you see, you see your name, and you're like, okay, this is a thing. And so, so that, so I'm guessing it was sort of 
they were sort of uh, connected in a way when people were taking notice and you, it became real to you, right? Yeah. And then, and then so be, but beyond that, when does when does the next the, this next level become a thing? Like in a way, but wait, how did you guys finish at Cal? Uh, did you did you win my uh, Pac ten at all? No, we never won the Pac ten. My sophomore year, I think we were third, and mm -hmm. we went to the Emerald Bowl and we okay. played Miami. Okay, and we beat Miami. And then going into my junior year, uh, I wasn't sure what our record was because I ended up that was when I ended up having my injury. Got you. And so I didn't finish the season. Mm -hmm. And then I don't know if this is where you're going. It was that injury is what made me think about the next level or not. Got it. Okay. Because going into my junior year, it was like it was in the back of my mind because you can leave as a junior. Mm -hmm. But I was going to wait, obviously wait till the end of the season. Yeah. And then when I had that season ending injury, you're like, all right, here, here we are at the end of the season. Gotcha. And so. Uh, that was when it became a time where I had to make a decision if I wanted to come back or or go to the next level. How hard was that? Uh, that was that was that was really hard because, mm -hmm. like I said, I ended my season on an injury. Yeah. And so, um, I actually sent my uh. There's this thing you can do where you send, uh, like you send your name in, and they'll give you a draft like projection based on your stats and that's to help on, you make a decision yeah okay and so my draft grade came back as a they had pre projected as a third rounder wow and so um i mean if you want to leave early you want to be in the first round yeah and so um at that time uh, i was sitting down with my dad and my dad was like the only reason why it came back as a third round because you ended your season on an injury mm -hmm. and he was like if you can prove to them that yeah. you're good yeah then who knows what it'll be yeah and um the the decision came down for me because i felt at that time as far as a football player i was ready for the next level yeah like i won't say college got easy mm -hmm. but i definitely felt like i was ready for the next challenge what did, what, and, and 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 stop me if i'm if i'm off but I imagine it was the game was crazy fast first few games of freshman year. Oh yeah, yeah, and then it has slow. And then it slowed down, down yeah, because yes. you you just look like look like a video game after a while yeah, in college, yeah. and it was and it, and that goes back to those 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 comments that people were making in high school. It was like, well, we ain't playing it, and then it's like, now can we yeah. have the conversation? <laughs> you know, and so. So okay, that that's 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 nice to know because again, this is outsiders like just on some spectator shit. It looked like it was easy, you know. And so you saying that? Yeah, it you know. the game definitely slowed down. Yeah, and it got to the point where uh, we call a play, mm -hmm. and before, based on the defensive like positioning and mm -hmm. what they were lining up, what they were running, I can I can kind of narrow down what kind of play they were running yeah. if they were blitzing or not, and I would know where the hole is going to be before we even snap the ball. Wow. And so, and and that's an, that's another part for me too, the relationship between quarterback and running back, but the running back and his own line is so fascinating, oh, yeah, yeah. dog. Like I that that I don't and and it's it's all it the shit all stems from Madden. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't ever remember like the trenches ever being a thing until like playing Madden and like being hella fascinated by holes. And then realizing, like, nah, that's that's communication. Like, yeah, they're, like they're in sync. You you guys all have to be on the same page. That's crazy. And, uh, it just takes a lot of practice, a yeah. lot of film watching. Yeah. And then, um, 
uh, a big thing that we used to do is we watch how uh, linebackers take on blocks. Hmm. And so if you know how a linebacker likes to take on blocks, you can kind of anticipate where he's going to end up based wow. on the play that you got caught. Wow. And so um, it's you, just it's a lot of a lot of little things going to being a running back, man. It's like uh, it's almost like a little guessing game. Mm-hmm. You got to make the the linebackers think you're going to the six hole, which is the outside. Mm. And so you press that, and then once the linebacker commits to the outside, that's Bounce. when you put your foot in the ground and you're going straight up where wow. he where he was. Yeah. And, and so it's just it's just a lot of repetition and then a lot of uh just knowing who's in front of you knowing your lineman talk about the uh the mental the mental part of uh rehabilitating after that that junior injury and and if you i mean if if you if you if you don't mind talking about you know the play and then yeah. you know do you how much how, have you, have you you've talked about it before yeah right? definitely yeah, yeah. talked about it before yeah. so uh we called we called the little power. We were in a wild that was part one of my conversation with Javit Best. Tune in tomorrow for part two. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, fr33mani. I'm your host, Monty Draper. This is Meet the Bray.